the Expat Cast. I'm your host, Nicole Palazzo, and today I sit down with Shannon Turner to talk about how to find an apartment in Germany. We swap our own personal stories of our struggles and successes therein, and we talk about generally what are some things to be aware of when you are looking for a place. Where should you look? What does one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom mean? What is a vacay, etc. So we really covered the scope of it, and I tell uh, my own crazy little story of how my personal apartment hunt landed me on reality television. <laughs> it's a funny episode and there's also tons of resources in the show notes, so if you are personally looking for an apartment or know someone who is, definitely direct them there. And I do want to mention too that this episode is actually a listener request, so keep that in mind. If there's ever anything that you would like to hear us talk about, you can go ahead and write us in on social media or shoot us an email, leave us a review on iTunes that mentions a topic, and we will do our best to find a good guest and get a great episode out there for you and whoever else, because you know what? You're probably not the only person with those questions. So I'm going to keep this intro short because we are having what they call a golden herbst, which is a very, very warm autumn, and I am itching to get back out there for the last hour or two of sunlight. And I would definitely recommend if it's warm where you are that you go ahead and download this episode, throw on your earbuds, and go on a nice walk or something while you listen, because fall is such a beautiful season, and I want everyone to enjoy every last minute that they can. <laughs> All right, enjoy the episode. I grew up in a suburb of Portland, Oregon. I consider Eugene, Oregon my home, and I live in Freiburg now. I've lived here for three years. And you are here to grace us with your presence to tell us all of your crazy stories of apartment hunting in Freiburg. Yes. I feel like you would think three years, like how bad could it have been? How bad could it have been? (laughs) Tell us. I've definitely hopped from place to place. Which is the American way, to be fair. Yeah. I don't hate that. I like starting over. That's why I live in a different country. But I started in a small suburb outside of Freiburg called Emmending because I couldn't find anything in Freiburg. That's probably the first thing to say is like, we are both living in Freiburg and you've never lived elsewhere in Germany. No. Nor have I. The market here is insane. Abysmal. It's insane. Yeah. People can wait six months to a year to find an available apartment that suits yeah. their needs. So I basically um, did Zwischenmiete. So I did um, subleasing. I subleased two apartments one after another while people were on study abroad because I couldn't find anything. I know a lot of people who do that. They get here. They maybe are at an Airbnb for like two weeks and then they find... Usually a VG, which is a Wohnungsgemeinschaft, which is sort of envision like a dorm room in America, but it's an apartment. So instead of having, well, some of them have like common living spaces. Yeah, definitely. In my second VG, we didn't have that, but we had so much space. It was a VG for people studying to be social workers. It's very specific. Yeah, and it was only those people could move into this apartment, but I was subleasing, so it didn't matter what I was doing here. They were living such high life, like they had an elevator. We had an elevator that would, you could enter the elevator and exit inside of our apartment. Wow. But you had to have a key to press the elevator button that you needed. And that was a VG. But you can get all kinds of VGs. You can also get VGs where like the paint is peeling off the walls. Yeah, like. I was going to say, I've been in like the student-y apartment VGs, which are like the one that I spent the most time in was two tiny, tiny bedrooms. 
a pretty small kitchen and a bathroom. Like there's no living space. Whenever we had parties there, it was just on someone's bed. And like one time their bed literally broke because there were so many people there. (laughs) Yeah. It really just depends. Yeah. So with vegas, they can be really great and they're way more available. It's way more common for there to be one or maybe two rooms in a building open versus an entire apartment. But the trade-off of that is you don't really know what, if you're getting this like elevator only enters our apartment or, you know, if you're getting the... (laughs) Very stark differences between the two that I had. But again, as said, and they're cheaper too, generally. Yeah, I mean, like, the one that I was living in that had the elevator was subsidized by the government um, because social workers or future social workers were supposed to be living there. It really only costed 350 euros per month, which was the same as I was paying for the paint peeling off the walls. That's crazy. Apartment. That's, like, the best game. Why'd you... Oh, it was a sublet. You had it to was leave. a sublet. I had to leave. Okay. Yeah. And also, <laughs> my husband was moving here, so I had to go on a hunt for... Something for the both of us. Did you look at any like vegas as a couple? Because I've heard of some places being very particular about if it's one person or two person living in the room and they don't care if you're okay with living in a small space together, they don't entertain that option. Um, I considered the idea. There were people open to it, but my husband himself, he was, he loves his own space, although he's a very laid back person. Couldn't imagine that situation. So I had to cross that off. Okay. So then you launched into the true apartment hunting nightmare. Yeah. (laughs) I sent probably like 200 requests through through that website. You can find a room in an apartment with other people, or you can also find your own apartment. I also sent through Zupresse, which is like the newspaper ads through online portals everywhere. And because the search amount is so high, on that end, the people actually receiving these messages won't respond to you unless they're sure they're going to take you. So I think I got out of 200 messages, probably like two or three replies. That's what happened to us too. So I was still in the States when we were preparing to move and Gordon was living about two, three hours away. And at first was replying to the listings like a normal person would, um, or maybe a normal person in a non- overly saturated market would, which is to say, oh, like I'm scrolling through once a day, I see some ones that look cool and I send a message and getting nothing back. And it got to the point where it was like two, three weeks out from my move. And I was like, I'm selling all my stuff and flying over this ocean. And I don't think I have a place to live. Like I hope there's nice parks because we're going to live on a bench for a while. Like I think this is how this is going to end. But Gordon found a way to like work within the system. So he was checking every 30 minutes on multiple websites. So I'll link to, to a ton to in the show notes, but there's like Vega Gazoopt, Immobilien Scout uh, 24, eBay, eBay Kleinanzeige. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I forgot like a really good one. Yeah, check 24 or what is it? Yeah, again? Um, Immobilien Scout Immobilien Scout. 24, yeah. That's a good one. I would say Vigi if you're looking for a room, Vigi Gesucht if you're looking for an apartment for yourself. Immobilien Scout, that's where I had the most success. Yeah, and there's also separate ones for when you were looking. So there's um, temporary or open-ended is befristed or unbefristed. Yeah. And the there's special websites for befristed or um, temporary ones. And I think Vigi Gesucht has some of those as well. They have both, yeah. And yeah. you can set the, pr- the preferences. Yeah. A lot of these websites, they look and feel like any rental site you would find in America or anywhere else. It's just that they don't necessarily have the content in both languages. So yeah. if you haven't learned German yet, this is 
a really good time to buff up on a little bit of vocabulary because there's really no way around it. You have to at least be able to navigate these websites or let your browser do some translating. But yeah, so we had to email these people and then Gordon would only get responses if it was the first like 20 to 30 minutes of that posting being up. Mm -hmm. So then it wasn't necessarily anything about us. It was more just they got a response. And I found too, I found this like so bizarre when I was ready to move here. It's pretty normal to make a listing for yourself. Craigslist is a thing in the bigger cities here, but not really widely used and not in the way that most people like turn to Craigslist for apartments. But I remember on Craigslist, there was also a section for like, you could list that you're looking for an apartment. And my whole life of apartment hopping in America was like, well, who would do that? Like, yeah, that's the ridiculous. creepers. Yeah, it's the weirdos, right? <laughs> but in Germany, it's very common practice because if I am someone who's trying to rent my apartment, I can either put up this listing and deal with getting two to 300 responses in two days and having to sift through them, or I can just say, oh, I have a two-bedroom available. Let me scroll through the people who listed themselves as searching and find mm-hmm. someone and reach out to them. That That's common. And you could list those in the newspaper, like you said. I've even sent, seen them posted on like community boards at the grocery store <laughs> or, again, online on any of these websites. So there is yeah. a section for that. Or just like random polls throughout town. Which is so weird. That's like, It's so old school in a way. Yeah. So also, if you're near the city that you're going to move to or you can make a trip there, walking around and picking up the newspapers and looking yeah. on the community boards. Because people our age still use that medium. Yeah. It's amazing to me. I like kind of love it. Also, I mean, when I was in Chicago and like panicking about this move, I did not love it. But no, I yeah. think it's kind of cute. <laughs> it is cute. And it, it strengthens that community feel. So for instance, I actually really like the neighborhood that I'm in and we're looking to move soon. Um, I would love to be able to stay here given the right apartment. And so I would definitely post around town and just say, hey, we're a Haslack couple that's trying to stay in Haslack. <laughs> yeah. And only people that live here could physically post those up. And so you know that they're not coming from outside, not that outsiders are not welcome, but like, yeah, that community feel. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And the outsiders unwelcome thing is kind of turned to some extent though, especially yeah. if you, it's not an unwelcome thing. It's just that that is one con in your box that other people don't have. So especially if you don't know German and you're trying to write these emails to people in English, they probably can understand you. It's just a toss up if they're going to yeah. feel like that's something they want to deal with. I do feel like I've been more successful when I've had Germans look over my text and correct it and make sure that it sounds friendly and not that it's full of errors. Yeah, I've had a lot of problems with my written German in that things that I think at least verbally would sound fine sound a little harsh in text and mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily fluent in the ways of softening that up yet. So that's something to be mindful of too. Of course, you know, whatever your German's at, send it off with that in there. Um, it's good to show the effort, but if you have someone available to look it over, that Definitely would be the best. Worth it. Yeah. So you started responding to listings, trolling all of the message boards and whatnot. Oh, and there's also, I wanted to mention, there's a lot of Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. So if you search on Facebook, the name of your city and then Wohnung, apartment you will find groups and you can enter them and battle yeah. it out there it seems like it's mostly vgs and that does it that way because it's a younger generation that would usually post on facebook, on facebook for that definitely. sort of thing but yeah i um started just putting myself out there and was waiting for anyone to respond it was looking really grim and i had driven by this one apartment complex that was going up it was in the process of being built right outside of Freiburg in a place called Ratzhausen. I thought to myself, that looks like it's gonna be finished right about when I need an apartment. And I basically waited until I saw it on Immobilien Scout. 
and just jumped on it as soon as it posted. And I had already been in contact with the mayor of Freiburg because he was an old student of mine. What? Through English teaching and thought to myself, Wait, was clearly, he the mayor at the time? Sorry. This yeah. Is like yeah. <laughs> so he's no longer the, no, he is still the mayor because he's the first mayor and he was a student of mine at the time and he had helped me with getting my my German driver's license so I thought he was useful (laughs) I was like struggling in Freiburg very much struggling and I told him I was looking for an apartment having a really hard time and he wrote a letter of reference for me and I put that like right behind my CV as I handed in my application personally to the realtor's office, which the re- there was a realtor's office managing this apartment complex. And you you gave them, just to clarify, your CV, as in like resume. Oh, yeah. Yeah, plus... because I was losing the battle of finding an apartment. And I thought, I'm just going to make a really professional application, especially for this apartment, which was really, really nice. And she loved it. She emailed me immediately. It was like, I loved your application. So, so it worked. Yeah, you it got worked. this apartment, and you are. It is not uncommon to have references here. It's literally a letter of recommendation, usually from your landlord. But I mean, hey, if yeah. the mayor is gonna write it for you, I was like, who can back me? That guy. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So you got it. Yeah, you then I did. got it, and because I was used to the rent prices in the states, which are astronomical, eleven hundred euros a month didn't seem like that much to me. And here, that's like crazy expensive. Ridiculous. How many rooms was this apartment? It was two. (laughs) Question mark? Okay, so there is a discrepancy, right? So in the (laughs) States, when you say a two room, you would assume they mean two bedroom. And that means two bedrooms plus a living space plus a kitchen that is also a room Mm -hmm. plus a bathroom. Right. And here it is. This was a one bedroom apartment. But they call it a two room apartment because they mean that there are two rooms, one for a bed to go in and the other mm-hmm. for to living. live in. But they're also designed in a way that you could theoretically use those two rooms as two bedrooms. So the one that I live in right now actually was previously inhabited by two people here as students. And so they were With no common it. living space. Right. Yeah. yeah. But two rooms for me meant a living room and a bedroom. Yeah. yeah. This and- apartment though was one bedroom and then the kitchen and living room were together. And it was really, really nice because the kitchen just opened up to this huge room. The wall we had in the back, because it was a really long apartment, the entire wall was a window that you could open and pull to the side to a giant balcony. Whoa. So it was really posh. The floors were heated. And you had a kitchen? Yeah, the kitchen was already there, and that's not common in Germany. You usually have to install your own kitchen, and when you move, you either sell your kitchen to the new people moving in, or you uninstall it and sell that, or you uninstall it and bring it with you. So So that is definitely something to be mindful of, too. If people say kitchen, you need to make sure you're understanding if it's equipped or not. (laughs) Yeah, if they've got a fridge or an oven. And also don't assume that... um, don't, don't, assume, don't assume there's light fixtures. Don't assume anything We about installed this. all of our light fixtures when we moved in. Yeah, there people, were when they leave, they take literally everything, like blinds, light bulbs, kitchen appliances sometimes. In my case, the apartment we live in, I mean, it technically has a kitchen, but it's literally in the hallway. It's a sink, two hot plates, and a mini fridge, and one other cabinet. That's the whole thing. So it's, I mean, it would be billed as two rooms plus kitchen plus bath, and mm-hmm. we didn't have to bring the kitchen. However... There's no oven, there's no um, workspace, there's no countertops, 
etc. And, and it's not a room. It's in the hallway. So be a little careful of that. And there's not always pictures in the listings online because there's a lot of concern about privacy. And so even when Gordon was looking at these apartments and wanting to tell me about them and send them pictures and he would ask, can I, can I take pictures for my girlfriend who's in the States? The answer was often no because people are living here and they may or may not consent to their pictures being taken. So, and then uh, 1100 warm or cold? Warm. It was warm. Yeah. That's good. So this is including utilities or not, basically. Warm is including utilities. Right. Yeah. Well, including heating. We had okay. to pay for electricity separately. It's not always the case. So things like a parking spot in a garage, sometimes that is part of the naping costs or yeah. um, the, the side, side costs. costs. Yeah. yeah. And that would be included in warm rent, but cold rent would say, for instance, in your case, maybe 1000 and then plus roughly 100 um, in naping costs. So roughly uh, 1100 warm. But the naving costs can change at any moment, or mm-hmm. not at any moment, but they, they can fluctuate and they can rise, whereas the rent is generally controlled. Yeah. So also important to keep a lookout for when you're searching. Yeah, the, usually electricity is extra, right? Yeah, I think it's I typically know. extra. Yeah. But that's also weird. So you pay a monthly fee for the electricity, but then every six months or every year, I'm not sure exactly what the increment is, they send you a bill and they calculate how far above or below you are. So you pay, let's say, I don't know, 50 bucks a month. But if you end up having only used an average of 40 a month, they'll give you money back Mm -hmm. versus if you used 60, then you owe them money. Yeah. So I basically secured that apartment for us. I secured this dope ass apartment. I was super excited. And he came like a month later after I moved in and I had it all ready to go. And I thought like 1100 euros a month. That's fine. Like I paid $900 for LP siding, bestest coming out the roof apartment in, in Eugene, Oregon. And here I have floor heating and it's first year. It's brand new and it's beautiful. Yogi Liv had his office, like the, the soccer coach for FC Freiburg. And I think he also does the national team. Yeah. Right? He, he had his office in our building. So that should have been a tip off that I was in the wrong place. <laughs> I should have been like, I'm not, this isn't the right place for us. <laughs> you weren't working in like a super high paying job no. at the time, right? You I was were... freelance teaching. <laughs> okay, great. Um, but in a company and I was making enough to pay for it, sure. but I could have probably made a more economic decision at that time. But also the apartment hunt is crazy. And I mean, yeah. If you that's the first place. yes I got and I wasn't going to pass it up. I would rather do that and live there than be homeless. So we did that um, for a year knew very quickly that it was way too much <laughs> to be paying for an apartment. And but. I think that just the demographic of that was living in that building was not our demographic. They were like families and retirees. Uh, we were not at that stage. And so where we are now is we're way happier. And that's another funny. Hit us, hit us with it. I love them. <laughs> Your last one involved the mayor and Yogi Love. So, I mean, yeah. we're off to a good start. And let's see if you can keep up the keep up that level. <laughs> I, I mean... So we went on the hunt for a new apartment. And so we went through the same process that we did before. And I have to say, I didn't find it in the traditional way. I had an English student, another connection. It, your it really... tip is just teach English and then use your Yeah, <laughs> just teach English. <laughs> but Germans will say all the time, vitamin B, vitamin B. That means Beziehungen, so connections. And that's really how like I got most of the things that I need in this country. <laughs> and I do think that is the typical way that's the honest answer whenever you ask someone how do i find an apartment it doesn't matter where you are in germany the answer is 
vitamin bags. I knew somebody who knew somebody. Exactly. Yeah. So I had this dentist as a student of mine and her son was moving out of his apartment. I was like, you don't say. (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) I'm looking. Because you know that like look on Freiburg people's face when they're looking for an apartment and somebody mentions somebody's moving out. They're like, where? It's the hungriest look you've ever seen on anyone's face. Yeah. So that was my face. And I was like, really? <laughs> Today's lesson to... is about apartment terms. <laughs> oh, dentist, tell me more about your son's apartment. She's like, oh, I'll totally put you in touch. And I was like, yes, this is the, this is the biggest lead I've gotten so far. <laughs> so yeah, her son got in touch with me. No, I got in touch with him. He didn't get in touch with me. Why would he get in touch with me? No. I very aggressively got in touch with him and asked to come see his apartment. And I viewed it, and it's an old 70s building, I know, because there's the glass door when you enter. is like, very like foggy. <laughs> Everything's very, very square, and it's concrete, and the ceilings are very short. But we're both short, so it's fine. 40 square meters is very small. I asked how I get in touch with the landlords. How can I make this happen? And so I sent them, just like I sent the uh, real estate lady, Without the recommendation from the mayor, because I thought, like, this isn't probably necessary this time, and it's Over been time. a while, like... Um, Did you get a reference from your old building? No, because I kind of, like, I had a three-year contract with them. Like, can you believe that? Three years, I was, like... <laughs> crazy. I was written into that contract, and the only way I could get out is if I could find an acceptable Nahmita or an acceptable person that would take over my contract. And I did that. She was a doctor, she could afford the apartment. <laughs> Way more suitable. <laughs> and they were like, that's fine. And I was like, cool. So I could peace out. So I didn't ask them for reference because they were probably pissed that I wanted to leave. So, so you did help find, you know, a, a Nachmeter. Oh, yeah. Like so I, that's good. And I think that's another change, at least from the American mindset of like, if true. I'm leaving the apartment, like I'm out. And mm-hmm. here it's, it's not uncommon that someone leaving their apartment does the showings and is responsible for finding the next person or feels in some way responsible. So sometimes they aren't legally obliged, but they feel like if you came in there and you didn't have your best outfit on or acting in any way unacceptable, even if they have nothing to do with this apartment, they probably would veto you on the spot. Whereas I feel like in the States, like no one cares. It's like, if you're going to pay your rent, like even if you don't, like I'm out of here, you know? That's so true. But for the viewings, the real estate agent had to be present too. I don't think that's common. Not in every place they would want to do that. Um, Some landlords will just be like, please just find me a responsible person. But that was a really frustrating process, I remember, because we found many interested people and the real estate company vetoed many of them. And finally, we did find somebody. And you moved into your new place. Yeah. And that all worked out. That did. And okay, so this is a wild thing that I've heard, that sometimes the want-to-be rentees are asked to sit down to Café and Kuchen oh, yeah. with the landlord. So it's like a common tradition here in Germany where you sit down mid-afternoon for coffee and cake. It's like English tea time. But like to yeah. have a landlord be like, we need to have coffee and cake together and then maybe I'll let you rent for me. Like what is, tell me about that because I find it bizarre. <laughs> we were so nervous. Okay, well, first of all, I had been to many Vigi Wohnungsbesichtigungen with people my age and it's similar in that you like sit at a kitchen table with all the roommates and they ask you questions and grill you about who you are um, and whether they can imagine you living there or not so that's similar but this was the landlords of our new the place we live in now 
invited us over once they got the application, which was me sending a very formal email with my CV, with a bio about both of us. They responded like, wow, that's so cute and professional. Ha ha ha. <laughs> like surprised. These people were parents of kids that had lived in this apartment for years and years and gone to University of Freiburg. And they had one kid, my dentist's son, who was not a son or daughter of theirs. They wanted to meet us, so they invited us over for for coffee and cake. We, like, dressed up in slacks and just, like, <laughs> business attire. Immediately when they, we got there, they're not the typical Germans. I mean, they opened the door and gave us hugs. That's how they greeted us. So we knew something was up, like, when we <laughs> opened the door. <laughs> and we basically sat down and we didn't say anything because this is how it went. The wife was like talking, 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 talking the whole time about all of her kids and her grandkids and her whole family. (laughs) And the husband would like chime in with jokes and he's super funny. And they had like this, they were so in love, but they also had this banter back and forth that was like, ah, my husband doesn't know what he's talking about. Ha ha ha. But like in (laughs) no way that it was in no way that it was uncomfortable. It's free entertainment. This is great. It was, and they were so cute. And they were like, we just want you guys to be happy in this apartment and just tell us whenever something's not right or you need something fixed and, you know, don't be shy and feel free to come over and knock on our door if you want some coffee or you just want to stop in and hang out. And I just felt like we'd found our German parents. (laughs) You're like, turns out this isn't an apartment thing. Like, this is an adoption. Yeah. We're each other's now. (laughs) They were so cute. And every... Christmas and Easter or whatever holiday, they leave a little present in front of our door. That's adorable. It's super adorable. I don't know how common that experience is, but I feel like also like probably not that common because the thing is the people that you're finding on the different websites um, are either bigger companies or people who go through Immobilien or realtors Mm -hmm. and the realtors then list it on the site for them. Yeah. Um, But it's a more like distant removed process and a lot of buildings are owned by families and they just want to have someone in there that they feel good about and so they are happy to have you um we luckily didn't have to do the kaffenkuchen but gordon did show up in his nicest clothes and he you know were younger and so he had his dad with him which also sent this message of like you know there's someone here in this process with us and if anything should go wrong there's someone else to lean back on actually the apartment that we moved into we didn't really neither of us really loved well i'd never seen it and i could tell from the way gordon described it that he didn't like it one bit but (laughs) thought it was the right choice but the funny part of our story is as i was panicking in chicago thinking that i was going to move and live on a bench I was telling my aunt and uncle who had visited me about this whole scenario and they were like, you know, this really sounds like an episode of House Hunters and they start doing the voice with Gordon and Nicole had a long distance relationship <laughs> and they're now moving in together in sunny Freiburg and we laughed about it. So I go home that night and I was like, you know, it would be funny if I applied to House Hunters. Um, I, me and my friends had always loved the show and I thought it would just be really funny to tell them that this happened, that like I applied. Um, So I googled it and found out really quickly they don't help you find a place necessarily. It's a reality TV show, uh, so I mean it is what it is. But anyway, I thought it would be funny. So like all that you need to do to apply is just like tell your story and throw in some pictures. So I apply. I mentioned that I'm moving by August and this was like July and we don't hear anything. And I kind of just like this was like a funny thing I did. 
days after I move in, I get an email from their casting director being like, hey, like, did you find a place? Like, if so, if you're still interested, let's talk. And so I, I don't know if I told Gordon before that I applied because it was like a non-thing, but I told him <laughs> and I was like, so I did this thing. <laughs> what do you think? And um, I mean, we really didn't know what to make of it, but we're like, okay, a Skype interview, whatever, we can do that. Several months later and like several Skype interviews and paperwork forms and questionnaires later, we, we were on the show. <laughs> what sort of questions did they, like, I'm... Maybe that's boring, but I'm like, what, what were the questions? No, I was interested in that too. Like I was expecting a lot of like the legal paperwork, which uh-huh. there was a lot, a lot of, but this was almost as if they were going to help you find a place. It was like, what's your budget? What are you looking for? What's your wish list? What's his wish list? What are your priorities as a couple? What are your personalities like? Are they like couple therapy? <laughs> Quite the opposite, in fact. <laughs> There's like, I mean, that's the whole point of House Hunters is like you watch the show and you're just like, this couple needs to break up like immediately because they always look miserable. Um, <laughs> I don't necessarily think that I thought we would be immune to that going in, but I didn't really think about it at all. I just was like, I can't believe this is happening. And so by the time they sent the film crew out to us, it was like, we're in too deep. Like, I don't even know what to expect. Like, there's no expectations. There's just living in the moment. So yeah, it happened very slowly, but also somehow like quickly enough where we thought surely, I mean, our apartment is no gem. And we were like, when they they asked for an apartment tour... And I was like, surely when they see that, like, we're out. We're donezo. <laughs> and that didn't happen. And then they asked for... this is all didn't through scare the, them away. Somehow. So then this was all from the casting director. And then they send their top picks to the network. So we had to make an audition video where we just tell our story again and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, yeah, just do like a jazzy intro. Like, you know, don't just say, hi, I'm Gordon. Hi, I'm Nicole. Like, do something fun. And we were like, okay, great. I was like, what if we like pour a beer while we talk and we can talk about like the art of pouring a beer and the beer culture in Germany? And he was like, yeah, sure. Or we could recreate risky business and dance in our underwear. (laughs) And I thought he was joking. And I was like, great idea, because we have this long hallway. We can sock slide right into the shot and... Turns out he wasn't kidding. And turns out I felt bad enough about putting him through this whole process that I was like, yeah, I'm not going to say no to you. (laughs) So we did that. (laughs) So we danced in underwear and somehow that worked. Somehow they liked it. (laughs) They liked it, I guess. So again, like throughout this whole process, we're like, no, no way this is going to happen. But but it did. Yeah, they showed us two Airbnbs that were really nice. And then we had to somehow sell the audience on the fact that we were going to move into our basement level kitchenless one bedroom instead of like the two to three bedrooms that they've been showing us with all the space and great balconies and it was a bit of a tough sell (laughs) and you'd already been living here yeah they hired movers to take out our stuff that was the other thing like usually like they didn't tell us that they wanted to leave some of the furniture in until day of we had been sleeping on an air mattress because yeah we are you know we're we're living that that cheap life and that was available to us and we're like great we'll just do this until a future date so we ended up filming with the air mattress <laughs> which broke that next weekend i think there was a scene where gordon's like jumping on it and i think maybe that broke it because then it deflated <laughs> we had to go buy a real bed but we used our house owners money to do it so they do pay you a little bit which is nice you get free lunch while you film i was the villain like obviously like the woman's always the villain but i like i don't know they don't make you do it they don't make you do it no, so, so here's like an example. Like we were sitting there during our interview, like the first Suspect. day. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, how do you handle conflict? How are you going to prioritize during this house hunting process? We were both like, I don't know. I feel like we just talk it through, weigh each other's stories and whoever, like whatever makes the most sense logically we go with and we, we compromise a lot. Um, and they were like, huh, 
that's that's really nice. So, but Nicole, didn't you move like what was it like four thousand miles? And I was like, okay, I see where we're going. Let's go. <laughs> so Let's go down like, that road. I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> I'm a people pleaser, guys. I need to do an episode about like people pleasing in your expat life because I've. I've been on a journey lately, but anyway, I was like, oh, is that what you want? Great. Let me deliver. So I was like, you know, well, I did move 4,000 miles. I, I think maybe I should get a leg up or something like that. And they played that at every commercial break. Like that was just, and I had this like weird ghost voice going on where it was like, oh, I moved 4,000 miles. <laughs> it was bizarre. But stuff like that where like, I could have just been like, no, I think it's fine that we compromise, you know, but I fully was just like, great. Okay. I think what I didn't account for is that Gordon was like being extra German (laughs) and also extra low energy because it was a very exhausting five days of filming. So throughout the whole thing, his facial expressions are just deadpan, borderline miserable. And they're like this poor guy. Yeah. No. So the combination (laughs) of my like overdoing it and being like, well, I moved here and I need to have a bikeable commute and him being like miserable and being like, but I'll have to drive an hour. Everyone's just like reading into this reality TV show. Like he's just tortured, you know, this high maintenance wife. Yeah, no, there were like, you're not of, married. I just well, realized. yeah, there were a lot of like internet hate comments. Like oh, uh, it was on YouTube. Like that's how I could uh, send it to friends. So I went and looked and then like there were all these crazy comments about like how much I suck and like this poor guy. And I was like, I mean, based on what you saw, like you're not wrong. <laughs> like I don't disagree. I think I retweeted some of it because I thought it was really funny (laughs) we couldn't watch the episode when it aired because they don't have it here in germany so my mom calls me the next day and she's like i was like okay like how how was it and she was like well i mean it's not really you and it's not really gordon and it's not really your relationship but but freiburg looks looks lovely (laughs) very european (laughs) and i was like yeah all right that's wild (laughs) great (laughs) there's this one part at the end where they're like, how happy are you in your new home? And like, I was panicking because the, the light was going down and you could tell that they were, they were getting nervous about not having enough time to film and we had to get this out. And so it had to be right like the first time. And again, I like to give the people what they want. And so I was like, okay, like you gotta nail this. And they're like, how happy are you? And so I'm like, we are so happy in our new apartment. Just, you know, exploding. <laughs> and everyone's thinking like you're on the verge of a breakdown. Yeah. Like, Gordon's sitting there like totally done. And he's just like, I mean, his eyes are calling for help. And he just goes, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and the combination of that being like the ending segment is priceless. Oh, so, man. But all in all, you like your neighborhood. I love my neighborhood. I we hate l- the apartment, but and I didn't force us to pick it, but you know, it's okay. <laughs> we we love our apartment. Our apartment now is a way better fit than where we were before. Now we have friends in our street. That's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> okay, on that happy note, <laughs> we're going to transition to the ending segment, which is called Zack Zack Zack. So it's a rapid fire question round. I'm gonna ask you three questions. You're going to answer them without thinking, overthinking, just your gut reaction. Rapidly. Rapidly. Given the theme of today, your first question is house hunting themed. Your second question is house hunters themed. And your final question is just random. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is one term of Deutsch that everyone looking for apartments or houses here should know? Tageslicht in the bathroom or the kitchen. So you don't feel like it's super dark in like a cave. What is one house hunter's cliche that you would totally use if you were on the show? Such as like, we can't live here because of the paint color or like my turkey will not fit in the oven on Thanksgiving. I think like I would probably say like this cellar, like in Germany, you're looking for a cellar, right? Not a basement, like a cellar unit. 
And I would probably, like, if I was doing House Hunters here, I would probably, like, be like, this cellar has not enough space for my Christmas decorations. Not enough space for my camping gear. We are moving on. Love it. Great. Okay, and finally, what is one fast food restaurant that you would love to have in Freiburg? This is embarrassing. Taco Bell, probably. It's okay. I'm sorry. Loud. Say it loud and loud. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. I'm ashamed of myself. (laughs) All right. That's great. Those are your XXX. That's the episode. Thank you for coming on and regaling us with all of your wonderful apartment hunting stories. Thank you, Nicole, for having me. And there you have it, folks. Thanks again to Shannon for coming on and sharing her stories. And I really want to know how what we've shared does line up or doesn't line up with what everyone else has experienced with finding an apartment here in Germany. So go ahead and find us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Pinterest at The Expat Cast. And let us know, did you also find an apartment through Vitamin V? Did you also have to do coffee and cushion with your landlord-to-be? How was it? So I would love to hear from everyone else in all corners of this wonderful country. Thank you as always to Gordon Eisenach, our producer, who is my partner in life and in podcasting. Thank you to Amy Lungi Art for the logo and to Sidehug for the theme music. You can find them on Instagram at a hug from the side. If anyone was curious and wanted to see our House Hunters episode, it's called Feuding in Freiburg, but it is no longer on YouTube. You'll just have to leave it to your imagination to imagine what kind of crazy villain I was and how our apartment looks. <laughs> Next week, we'll be back in your feeds with an episode about how best to prepare for a job hunt in Germany. So what kind of papers you might need, what is expected out of a job application. Until then, have a great week.